0: and you look at 1978 that verisimilitude thing we talk about and you have bright blue red and yellow and the people of that world deal with it Yeah, they accept it face on that is a flying man with great powers who keeps helping us is anyone going to sit there and mock him for wearing red shorts on a blue unitard Lex Luthor might but I mean that's a Luther thing but everyone else is just like I don't care what you're wearing I'm happy you're here Oh, and cool. I did watch The Last of Us last night, the first episode.
1: There's the first one, okay. Mm-hmm. That you never play the game, right?
0: No, so I'd be no, interested. Yeah, did I. you?
1: No. Oh I, oh, I did watch PewDiePie playing it though. <laughs> back when, uh, oh. back back before things got controversial with him.
0: Well, I don't even understand. I, I mean,
1: um, this is me
0: being old man. I don't get the, I don't get the Twitchers. I don't get content creators. I'm like. I mean, is like, for instance, I've never watched a PewDiePie. It, was he funny? He was, yeah. Oh, and
1: that, okay. that's why. That's why I I was skeptical about it first because I for, first saw that stuff. I was like, why does Watch YouTube keep me PewDiePie play games? Yeah, but he actually the reason why. I mean, he's got kind of like something like fifty million followers that's now. What whatever I don't it understand. is, understand. But he is. he's not doing what he used to do. He used to play games, and he would just be silly while he was playing it and we would would just be doing his own running commentary and he was just genuinely funny i thought you know i'm sure plenty of people disagree with me (laughs) but millions of people would agree with me he was just really funny and he was he also included his watchers he called them bros you know he was not not gender specific really (laughs) and he he was very you know he really included the 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 people in what he was doing and he was really funny and then he, he still you know he still doing stuff but he's not really doing playthroughs anymore
0: it's just um, i mean that i i i have watched friends play games it gets boring after a while even if they are being their normal funny cells it's just weird i i i am an old man in this fashion where the rise of content creators and and streamers and they are celebrities and i don't get it it's like yeah that's like for instance, you, you are always very nice and bring up like, hey, when we used to hang out at like House of Pies, you always funny with them, like going, great, where was the camera on me? I must have been unbelievably <laughs> hilarious. Where are my 50 yeah. million followers in my uh, deal with Hollywood? Just yeah. by being me.
1: Yeah. Well, Look and what he, i do doing
0: with my hands. That's worth a uh, few views click. Look what yeah. I'm doing with my hands.
1: Yeah, there goes right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh my god,
1: we <laughs> have a
0: million views because he did that uh, thing with his
1: hand. Well, and he I think part of it really was was like it was in a sense it was I don't want to compare it to the Beatles, but it was the part of the reason why the Beatles were successful is this this, this, well, this crazy charmed. confluence of, of of circumstances, right?
0: It was oh, a sure. decade, yeah. it
1: was the fact that all four of those guys happened to live in the same little small town oh, yeah, in yeah. England. The, it's the, all the, the decade that happened. Mm-hmm. The fact that uh uh, brian epstein happened to find them when he did mm-hmm. and all kinds of crazy coincidences that if anything had happened differently you know if if uh, stuart setcliffe hadn't left the band for example right. or
0: if, if uh they decided n- none to of stick it would with have pete happened.
1: best right yeah so but with by the Petey way guy, i'm gonna
0: go i'm gonna go on record uh? fuck you pete
1: <laughs> <Aww. laughs> oh no,
0: no. he doesn't mean it, you pete. were bringing him down no he he had a fine <laughs> life i'm and i'm sure he just said that going Good, good for you guys. Yeah, that's, know, that's, really. Yeah. But
1: he did. He's doing all right now. I mean, after the anthology came out, he started getting. Uh, since he finally put out some of the recordings that he played on officially. Oh yeah, he he does really <laughs> financially. He's he's okay now, thanks to okay, that, good. those that's good. three or four songs. Um, so and he Paul got Still
0: his- looks <laughs> him up anytime he's in town. <laughs> hey, do How you, yeah. you want to hang? You want to. Do- Terrible but, Liverpudlian accent. Yeah,
1: but I think the thing with 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 PewDiePie is that he. He, he is good at what he does, but he was in the right place at the right time because YouTube was so young and when YouTube started their monetization thing, he was able to yeah. get on the ground floor and his, yeah. he just happened to enter the system at a time where it, it just snowballed for him and it just never stopped.
0: I was so, working at uh, an Apple store when I got to Portland like, um, and it was out in the burbs. That was a long commute on buses, but it was an okay job being a salesman, but I was one of the older guys, not the oldest. There were like a couple of dudes in their sixties who worked there. I was like, Oh, this is what Apple's about, man. Old farts, middle-aged guys and 19 year olds. It was a fun, fun time. But one of those uh, guys I worked with who was actually, I, I liked him a lot. Cause he was very charismatic and nice and friendly and funny and he just kept talking about it. he and his friend were, they worked on skits for YouTube and that was like what they would do. And he's like going, I know it's weird. He goes, I just, you know, and I didn't really do a lot of theater in high school, but, but it's just, uh, it's like, we just keep coming up with these bits. And then we, we film them. Then we put them on YouTube. We're getting some views. And I'm like, great. I mean, to me, I'm like, well, it's nice. You have a hobby. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> condescending, but I just didn't get it. A YouTube. Had always been at that time, I just looked at it as well, yeah, people playing around or you know mm-hmm. hosting home movies and stuff, I'm like, great, and then occasionally people doing God's work, which is I took an old v h s tape from uh you know nineteen eighty seven and I put the content on there and exactly. come at me, bro, thanks to YouTube, speaking of which went down a nostalgia rabbit hole did i tell you this last time because i don't want to repeat myself but but because of the podcast to do with john both cole shack and our horror movie one uh sometimes the only way we can find some of these movies we want to cover is someone has uploaded them to youtube and i went on a channel so this guy had uploaded this terrible tv movie from 1997 that was house of frankenstein it was a a uh, modern update with had a vampire, a werewolf, and a Frankenstein monster in it, and it was ninety seven. It was bad. Two parts, so we got to watch three hours of the shit. But anyway, the person who hosted that just had a bunch of like TV promos from the eighties and so forth. And through him, I found the pilot episode of a short-lived show called The Phoenix. Do you remember that? Yes, nineteen eighty one. Yes, Judson Scott. Judson Scott, who played Khan's uh, right hand man in uh, Star Trek II. Yes, uh, and it was trippy sci-fi that that doesn't work now. But the whole idea is like <laughs> they found this tomb in a, uh, a like a Mayan temple, and the tomb doesn't seem to be made of earthly materials. And out of it comes this perfect blonde guy. Who apparently had been sent here from a—he was like a, a god, but sent here by alien race, and his whole thing was to teach us better ways. And we re, and he has this cool medallion, and he can't really be hurt, and he glows. And yeah. um, and it only aired for five episodes, but I remembered it. Yeah, and I, then I was I like, oh distinctly. my god, this guy has it, and I watched it pretty boring. Yeah. I was easy to please in 1981.
1: <laughs> Speaking of video games, remember yeah. there was a arcade game called Phoenix Out at the time. Ooh. And I remember thinking of that when the, when the show first came out. I was like, oh, like the video game? And they did have an episode where he plays the game. <laughs> he walks oh, really? up to these kids. Yeah, we're playing, playing Phoenix. And it was just this really meta thing. They did like we a had, tie-in. Meta moment before we had meta moments. Yeah, he comes up and he plays the game. And of course, he masters it because he's yes. you know, super... So he and the kids are like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, very good impression of the kids,
0: by the way. Oh, thank, you, thank you.
1: For some <laughs> oh reason, that stuck with me also. Oh. But yeah, I, I would want to go and find that 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 episode, you know. How'd you do it? Hand eye coordination. You just got to become the machine.
0: And, and what was great, because, again, pulled off of somebody's VHS tape, you know, had local commercials in there and you know, the whole right. thing uh so yeah i'm i'm that kind of i've i'm an old man i would have done this in my 20s too though if it had been available it's not like oh i'm so old i would have been like (laughs) remember that show phoenix and if i had had that availability i would just really go on oh cool i can watch
1: this again Mm -hmm. i think about the phoenix thing every time i see that that actor i wouldn't have been able to name him but you know i saw him you know on wrath of con it's like oh that's a phoenix guy
0: yeah that's
1: that's how i always think of him from that well i know because
0: i think that was my first uh introduction to him he was he was an interesting looking guy like handsome but very interesting looking and i'd forgotten like he's got a very good deep voice so uh yes since i had seen him in that first when i saw wrath of khan it was the same thing i was like oh that's phoenix that's a phoenix and he's hanging out with khan yeah Ricardo Montalban with the most awesome mullet and the craziest, like, buff old man cleavage. God bless Khan. Old man
1: cleavage. (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: Oh, we all remember that song from uh, Porgy and or or, No, no, it's from Steamboat. Old Old man man cleavage. Showboat. That old man (laughs) cleavage. (laughs) He just keep flexing and ain't it vexing he got that old man (laughs) i'm very tired
1: anyway anyway uh so okay so yeah so the idea was since you know we haven't played the game but it is kind of interesting that that uh a show that is based off a game it's only two episodes in i mean a lot of people are maybe jumping the gun with this but it's
0: they're all saying, I think it's really best good so far. game adaptation ever, which I say that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> yes. when you, no, I mean, I'm not being, you know, snarky. Uh, video games can have amazing characters, plots, and so forth, and they deserve a good adaptation. But when you look at the ones that have been done, most people will agree, yeah, no one's really nailed a good one. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple episodes, a few episodes of Halo. And they spent some money. I never really played a lot of Halo. Played a little bit. It was handsome, but I was just kind of bored, to say the mm-hmm. truth. And I was like, okay. But they took it seriously, which is a big thing. I mean, I went to go see Super Mario Brothers in the theater. All right, <laughs> I saw Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo as yeah, you know, the Mario Brothers. And you're like, what am I doing with this?
1: That was a a bit premature, I
0: think. <laughs> well, a bit premature and a bit. What happens with a lot of adaptations, especially from video games, but anything like a kid's cartoon, I honestly think that most directors that go into stuff like that, even if the the, studio assigned it to them or whatever, they don't care. And they're trying to make something. They're like, they they overthink the source material. Like the Super Mario Brothers, if you had just given us, you know, something close to the game instead of saying no 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 we've we've updated all this stuff this is what this is what Bowser and King Koopa you know you're like no yeah just put the fucking mustache on the guy and have him speak with an italian accent yeah have turtle people and mushrooms and you know give us that but you know uh it's it's true that they somehow cuz i'm also thinking of like cartoon adaptations when i, I watched 20 minutes of uh uh of Avatar, uh, I mean The Last Airbender. M. Night Shyamalans. And I love the cartoon. And I was just like, this is a guy who decided he was gonna seriousify and adultify and, and make it and like, no, just give us a live action a- adaptation of a really good cartoon, is all we're asking. I was yeah. so fucking bored. But yeah. anyway, um, The Last of Us, we both have not played it. So, uh, but what I will say is, John is a huge fan of those games. And he was like, dude, trust me on this. The show is really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, will it, will it spoil it for me if I haven't played the game? Or, or will I not want to play the game if I watch it? And he's like, it's just a good show. And then I watched it, at least episode one. And I was, okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it, it, it Having, I am familiar enough with the game. I, mean, I didn't play it, but I watched, you know, somebody else play it. But, <laughs> uh, so the story, I think, one of the reasons it works. I mean, obviously, they have talented people working with. It. Like Craig Mazin, I think is his name. He also was the the showrunner for uh, Chernobyl uh, on HBO. Yes, that's right. Which Chernobyl was also amazing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Chernobyl was great. Um,
1: really, really good. So he's he's just. I, I don't know if he wrote the scripts for this one. I think he maybe wrote at least some of it. So he's. I think he's just. I mean, he's he's a really really good writer. For one thing, he really understands how to write screenplays. Yeah. but the story of last of us was already so well conceived um as far as video games go and you can see you can definitely feel the video game structure in the show still cuz it's like oh we have we've only got two choices <laughs> we have we can only <laughs> go this way through this this uh, obstacle course basically cuz it's everything else is blocked you know so yeah, there's I, a little I, bit I, of that.
0: <laughs> i was caught up enough not to clock that but people <laughs> i did see someone online talking about episode 2 which i haven't seen yet but they were like saying Last of Us fans are ticked off that uh, that they unlocked the automatic rifle so early on the show, and they're yeah, like, like that, "Well, now it's he's like, got that." He's like, like, "Wait, man! It took me a long time to get an automatic rifle, and now he's just got it."
1: Yeah, Fuck yeah, you, Joel. I know that's the thing is like people have to let go of that kind of ridiculous nitpicking. I think
0: they're you know. being snarky. Let Everyone them tell seems the story. to yeah. yes. And again, um, they packed it with great actors. And Lord, that, you know, I i mean, yes, uh, one of the reasons I didn't play the game was I was already, when that game came out, um, a little tired of zombies. Walking Dead was a great comic. I, I had read it and then watched the show for a long time. I gave up after, I don't know, season seven, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, around the time Negan showed up, I, I, even though he's a great character and I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Hey Jeffrey Dean Morgan, don't get me wrong. I love you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But the show had already gone in a place. It was like, yeah, I'm. I'm just what? not getting anything out of this. They, there is no for some hope reason in this show.
1: Yeah, there for some reason they they had reinvented Negan with the mayor, who wasn't in the comics as far as i right. Was the mayor in the comics? Mm-hmm. He was okay. The
0: mayor's in the comics, and what's more, they wrote an entire novel about him. Okay, like his his origin story was turned into a
1: novel. But it just seemed like, isn't Negan basically the same guy as the mayor? <laughs> not
0: <laughs> t- really. Um, what, what disturbed me in the comic, but I mean, it made sense in the comic. It just it didn't make sense in the TV show. Negan does start out of this, as this nightmarish leader um, who does incredibly violent things. But they end up, it's not a redemption arc. It's just that they get to a point where they do need him. So they forgive him the stuff he had already done. Because I mean, he is responsible for the death of like Glenn, uh, who's you know fan favorite character. I, I loved Glenn, and when they took him out, I was like, "Dude, fuck you, show." I know. And so, and it was sometimes true in the comic. I mean, I respect Robert Kirkman, but I'd be reading the comic and going, "I get how hopeless this world is, but god damn, this is dark." Yeah, and too much of that, even for a dude very much like myself who likes true crime and. All that dark stuff. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to get that away. So yeah. when the game came out, I was like, oh boy, zombies, great. Oh, that's, mm. yeah. And so I avoided it. And then I kept hearing how good it was, like with this amazingly dramatic story that was moving people and people were crying playing the game. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I made the right choice because if there's one thing I don't want in a video game, I don't want it to be so devastating that i'm crying i'm like no man i can't it's escapist entertainment for me so i don't want to get caught up in joel and ellie's story sure so i avoided it because i'm emotionally weak but um (laughs) yeah but again the show is is just it's gripping i will say both the first episode of walking dead and this did a really great job with and that's the key to zombie apocalyptic zombie stories is show how quickly it can happen and what happens to society like immediately. Yes.
1: Yeah. That was to me the most fascinating thing about walking dead, especially that first season was the world building showing you. I mean, the, the the way it started with, with Rick waking up in the hospital was great. And yeah. of course they, they borrowed that kind of from a, was it uh 24, What's the one with the zombie apocalypse that takes place in England? Oh, oh 20
0: uh, days
1: later. Yeah. Yeah. But the guy, same thing guy wakes up after it's already happened. And yeah, it very
0: m- and, but again, that's in the comic too. So maybe Robert yeah. Kirkman, when he was writing, he was like, Oh, I'll do a 28 days later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but yes, it,
0: that is, that is cool.
1: The, the thing I really liked about that first season is that they, they did some things that weren't in the comics from what I understand, with, with the th- whole thing with the CDC where they should get the last right. episode. Yeah. And and there, you get a lot of background on how the virus started and a little bit of the chemistry or biology and behind it. I understand
0: it. from fans of The Last of Us game that this the show is already doing a little bit of that. Yes. Because, I mean, the game is still a long game, but it is a c- contained storyline. It's not like Witcher or Skyrim where you can wander off and do all kinds of side stuff forever. Yeah. But still, they're like, well, we have to build it. And so yeah. I love that. I really liked the way the first episode started with that flashback to the sixties, like the talk show and the, and the two, uh, biogeneticists or whatever talking about, you know, what will be the thing that could destroy us. And the other guys right. like viruses, which of course wink at you guys in the 2020s, uh, ah, pandemics. Yeah. And then the other guy goes, no, no, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be the fungi.
1: Yeah. The fungi.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And so, if there's
0: one thing that this show really gets to me, like gets to the heart of me and where it really resonates, I hate mushrooms. I hate mushrooms so bad. So in a weird way, this show is proving me right. Mushrooms, yeah. mushrooms are, from are evil. the devil and they're going to kill us all. Right. And they will turn us into mushrooms.
1: Um but yeah, that that that's the thing I really like about uh the show. Uh, is that it's not shying away from that aspect of it because, from what I understand, I re- remember reading about this with Walking Dead that they lost or they fired say whoever the original showrunner yeah. was yeah. got fired yeah, because it was a uh, he was one, he, he was a guy he was more steering it more towards sci-fi instead of just zombie stuff and that's what one of the things that made the first season so interesting and but it was high all the stuff he wanted to do was really high budget so I think that he, I think he was clashing with the with the uh, the with the studios because he wanted more money than they could give him, which was th- ridiculous because it was such a successful so. show. And so then yeah. we get to season two and they spend the whole season on a farm. And <laughs> but,
0: I mean, I, that is a storyline from, it from is. the comics, but they spend but, a lot longer. Yeah. And yeah. And you're like, Oh wow. And then I think even they realized, well, we should have wrapped that up halfway. Into- yeah. Um, though good characters there. Um. Yeah that's where we got Maggie from. And she's another favorite. Yeah. Um And Glenn. Oh no, Glenn's no, the first Glenn, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. He's the, he was running into the city right. to get supplies and stuff. Yeah. He
1: was the best thing about the, to, to I, me, I, about I, the original well, cast.
0: I know. I, it's like there were, there were certain, the only character that I kept waiting for. And when she finally showed up, I was very, very happy, but there were characters that since I had, had known the comics i was like okay well i don't care much about this character they did change things and people who died stuck around longer and some people who you thought were going to make it all the way through died in the show and you're like yeah and vice versa yeah Yeah. but i mean obviously for me it was like rick great and great casting and and glenn love him maggie glad she's here but i kept waiting for michonne and then she showed up and she's great and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. all right that's like my core characters um and they were handled well for a long time but shows can go too long man shows can go too long
1: it just seemed like they were going in circles after a while it's like they just keep telling the same story the
0: the, the format and i will be interested to see if if last of us avoids that some people are saying the first season of this will be like the first game and if they come back for second season which they will because the ratings are crazy uh will be like the second game If they are actually able to keep it to that, that'd be great. Yeah. But with walking dead, it did become a rinse and repeat. Even in the comics to some degree, the Robert Kirkman's brilliant. It became like, we move, we find a place we think is safe. And then the people that are already there will either become our friends or someone will turn it and any safe haven then becomes unsafe. And then we have to move on and we've lost some people. It's like, great. We found the farm. Oh shit. Okay, don't worry about it. We found a jail. Okay. Oh, shit. Well, now let's go to this place called Haven. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. It's basically just kept being like, why can't we just stay somewhere for two fucking weeks?
1: Yeah. And so many soap opera esque moments of like, of course, people sitting down and talking about their feelings for 30 mm. minutes every every week. Like, God damn it. That started happening in season damn two. Kill and I was another like, another zombie, man. Yeah. But it, it, the, well, you the, the,
0: had the love triangle thing of, like, uh, Shane, who became our Punisher. He's uh, much better I as a Tom Punisher. I mean, yeah. Man, he, he's great. And then, of course, uh, We Own This City. Did you watch that, by the way? Did you watch We Own This City?
1: No. What is that?
0: That was the true crime uh, show uh, made by the guys who made The Wire, uh, which is one of the greatest television shows of all time um and it was also set in baltimore but it was based on a true story because the wire is all fiction kind of real based but uh we own the city was about actual cops in baltimore that had been involved in this sort of criminal enterprise and they got busted and uh john bernthal played the main cop and he adopted a baltimore accent for it and it felt like the wire it felt like a weird sequel to the wire Really gritty, real world stuff, and he's just a really good actor. But, and Jerry and I, are big fans of The Wire and so forth, so we talk about that. I've noticed, and it was in The Punisher. It's in The Wire. I mean, not in The Wire, but anything you see him in. Walking Dead. John Bernthal's acting is very good, but he must have watched so much De Niro when he was a kid, because oh. he has these De Niro isms that I cracks me up it's a thing where he looks at somebody, someone said something really tough to him or and really angry. And he just looks at him like, and then he'll answer him by ducking the head down. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Look yeah, yeah, better. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like going, I mean, it's okay. Every actor has ticks, but I'm like going when walking dead happened and there was all the scenes about him was, he was in love with Rick's wife and he had, protected her and then of course it came down to I'm going to have to kill you and then uh, I'll kill you instead but it was always like going <laughs> I-, I protected you I yeah you I- became I <laughs> my family and it's like John Berthel, yeah. you're great but I got yeah. you I got you
1: I really um, wasn't I wasn't a. Uh, I didn't like his character. I know you weren't. He was well, supposed you, to be yeah. despicable, but they also tried to make him sympathetic at times. But he was just so. He was just such a. Well, he whiny. was. He
0: was obviously going to mm, be. Uh... What
1: about me? <laughs> yeah.
0: Again, about man. Me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing a really good Berenthal. I don't know. When did you start doing all these impressions? <laughs> You're the new rich little.
1: so so when the punisher came out i was like oh this guy and i watched it i was like oh this is good i like i think
0: he's the good uh, he was a very good choice and i just really appreciated the show of the netflix marvel shows were good uh i don't really want to have to detach from them because like okay now the characters are back with just over at disney but i'm sitting there going that was, they were good. And with the Punisher,
1: it was as hardcore as it needed to be. It was almost a little too hardcore, the second season, especially. It's like, uh,
0: yeah, there was some tough stuff. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't walk around wearing white boots and white gloves enough because <laughs> you look at the original design of the character, you're like going for a hardcore Vietnam, ex Vietnam vet who wants to w- take out all criminals, he's got those dainty white gloves and his dainty white boots, big <laughs> skull on his chest. I always love that. The, the teeth of the skull were those rods that I guess had ammunition in them or something oh. and I was like, uh, but they would extend down past his belt I'm like, that means he can't sit down <laughs> <laughs> he probably sits down those rods and be like, oh, the skull teeth just went into my crotch oh, I just racked myself with the skull teeth mm. that yeah. was an impractical comic book design anyway, so uh, Last of Us, very good yeah. Bella Ramsey, man yeah, Can you believe she's 19 years old?
1: Is she? I don't know. I've yeah, never seen her gonna before. Yeah, she's going to look
0: like, oh, oh, Game of Thrones. Were you not a Game of Thrones guy?
1: No, but it, oh. it, 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 it doesn't surprise me. Like every time there's somebody like, oh, it, it, there's so many of those. All those actors have gone off yeah. to do other things, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, she she played a character in that, which isn't a major character, but showed up in later seasons uh, who it, it was a, a a young woman who took over the, she became the head of her clan, essentially her kingdom, um, because all the older folks had been killed off, but still the men served her, and it was meant to be not funny, but you're like, they're like, who represents house blah blah blah, and she stands up, and all the old guys are like Jesus, and then she ends up being total badass, and everyone's like going oh we will follow you yeah and she looked in that show like she's 12 or 11 um and here she is playing ellie who's supposed to be i think like 15 16 14 but,
1: i think or 14
0: yeah. and again it's just she's slight she's tiny she mm-hmm. has a very young face yeah. and i'm sitting there going my god you're you're nearly a fully grown adult you're going to look like a child for the rest of
1: for like a long time yeah
0: but it also she turns out to be a very good actor. So yeah, yeah. And it had Anna Torv in it. Big fan of Anna Torv.
1: Does she uh, play, uh, so
0: She plays yeah. Tess.
1: Tess. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'd seen her before. I don't know. Uh, when
0: I... Mind Hunter. She was uh, on Fringe. Fringe, by the way, I don't know if you ever yeah. watched that show. Uh, if you hang with it into season one, I've given you homework. Now, um, Fringe is is is. It's wrong to say it's an X-Files show, but it's similar, and it gets into multiverse and alternate realities, and it gets pretty crazy, uh, and it has um, your favorite character from Dawson's Creek in it, Joshua Jackson. I know you were a big fan of uh, Pacey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Anna Torv is is the female lead in that, and she's great. Okay. All right. So go watch the four or five seasons of Fringe. Get back to me, okay?
1: okay all right um but yeah the the uh getting back to the last of us uh mm-hmm. the, the world building they do and I, I don't want to spoil anything for you th- the second episode but they they start the second episode with another earlier segment that, oh. that fleshes out the world and and the what's happened up into this point and it's i hope they keep doing that every week because it's so cool like
0: going back and yeah
1: yeah so they're they're kind of taking advantage It's brilliant that they're, they're they're taking the basically the same story and the same characters, but they're instead of they're, they're changing things here and there, but it's most mostly pretty accurate to what the game is, but then they're also adding stuff to it, yeah, yeah, which is brilliant so well, you'd I'm, have I'm really to. happy about that yeah
0: I mean I think people, even if they were huge fans of the game, would be a little. Like when I was talking about like Super Mario Brothers, it's not that you can't, if you're adapting something, try to give back story or weight or some sort of explanations. You can do that. Uh, You just don't want to have the end result look nothing like or feel nothing like the source material. Um, So in other words, what they're doing, if they had just started with the way the game starts and then you get to your next level and then you go to this place. I think even if they did it well, gamers would be like, well, what was the point of making this? It's like, we've already gone through all this. It's like, I know what happens. Um, but yes, world building, as long as it doesn't become the whole reason for the show. Um, yeah, it can be very good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang in there. I, I, it, it has been a while since I've watched something like that. And, it is kind of making me want to play the game. Yeah, both games. So- I did have John spoil it for me because I was like going, "All right, all right." At what point does Ellie become a zombie? He's like, "Uh, she doesn't." And, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, at what point is she forced to kill? Uh, you, you know, him, uh, Joel. And he goes, "No, that's not how it happens." And then he goes, "Spoiler: Joel does." And I was like, good. I wanted it spoiled because I'm like, if I go into the game, I don't want to have to sit there going like, oh, no. Because I would see people online tweeting about, I got to this point in the game, and I don't know if I can even go back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm devastated. I'm like, no, yeah. tell me all the people who die first, okay?
1: Right. I will say I, I don't know. I know that some of the the, the controversial thing that happens in, in the second game mm-hmm. that happens to one of the main characters which I'm not going to spoil it for you watching people, if you haven't played it, but uh, I don't know how that game ends. So I'm assuming, Did I don't know if they wrapped it up or if there's going to be a third game. I'm sure there's going to be a third game now. Oh, actually, I don't think I you. even
0: asked that. I, I, yeah. I assumed that they would leave the characters, the main ones uh, who survive, uh, in an in a acceptable place, but I didn't think they would actually let go, and then we found the cure. Because yeah. the first game made so much money, the second game apparently is the greatest sequel of all time and one of the greatest games ever made. So I'm sure they said they're sitting there going, "Like, oh, we can have a few more Fungi people." I think yeah. I think we're not done with the Fungi people.
1: Yeah, I ju- I just hope they do figure out a way to to tie it up because that was the thing about The Walking Dead that was so annoying. It's still going with other shows; like, it never ends. And I'm like the comic ended. Come on. Finally, yeah. But it hadn't, well, during the first run of the series, it was still going, right? And Robert yes, Kirkman still yes, hadn't really, he was kind of in making fact, it up it as he went to that point. Um,
0: was it like issue 178 or some, or 175? Or So it was, it was like maybe five years ago that the comic wrapped up finally. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And had a, you know, very powerful ending. That's all I'll yeah. say.
1: I don't want to spoil that for people. Alright, so let's go back in time. Gotta go back Time. do you remember when because we've talked about video games a little bit on some of the previous shows and that you Beep said boop. that you're, you said that you're mostly a pc gaming guy or i mean been.
0: i i i of course lived through the birth of video games but sadly due to well here they come
1: it's, it's t- time, time again
0: yeah. unfortunately my family we just were i mean my parents were teachers we never went without stuff but the more expensive stuff, including Atari twenty six hundred and all that. I never had a, a a gaming console. I would play at friends' houses, like if they had Atari or ColecoVision or whatever it was, I was like, yeah, woo. But uh at my house, uh nope. Oh, actually what am I doing this for? It was Yeah. There we go.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. Ow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> With the little button you, on you the would, side.
1: You, well you would get sore like joystick thumb right here. It would, yeah, you know, I think I actually had a callus right here.
0: Yeah. Of course you did. Um from playing all that combat. Uh <laughs> yeah. combat the the combat the, and yar's yeah, revenge. Yar's revenge. Combat's what it came with, Atari 2600. Um It did. And,
1: but and Pong, yeah, so it's
0: been amazing over the course of our lives. I'm sure you feel the same way as a fifty some odd year old person, just to see where it came from. You know, Pong to what you're able to do now is just mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our lives. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Go nuts. Yeah. Um. But yes, I'm mainly a PC gamer. Uh, I have a, a PS5 that I play the more uh, fancy new stuff on, and it's great. I mean, I, I've, I, I played, yeah, I played plenty of uh, stuff on PC that I now have kind of transferred over because it looks nicer on the PS5.
1: Okay. I've never had a PS5 or, I mean, I had the original Atari 2600. And the fifty two hundred, which came out after that, which died on died on the vine, unfortunately, because the video game industry was in the process of of uh, tanking. In the well, in the they 80s. they had
0: invested so much in E. T. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. There was well, there is a lot of factors. Atari was just, I think, ultimately the victim of bad management. Um, but there is a lot of a lot of so many great things came out of that that company. Those those developers, the game, the guys who actually wrote the games, went on to do other great stuff. And started. I like, actually first, did watch. Activision uh, was started by ex-former uh, Atari employees.
0: Yeah, I've watched a few documentaries on this stuff. I did watch a documentary about the E.T. game uh, yeah. and the death of Atari. I and love the that guy stuff. Find, yeah, and he found the graveyard of yeah. the E.T. Cassette, uh, video cassettes. That yeah. was pretty great. Um, and I've watched other things about, because Netflix has done things like um, the toys that made us, the short little documentaries about different toy lines i've watched those the movies that made us uh i've also watched um uh, a couple documentaries about um just the origin of the video games where nintendo came from and so forth and Hmm. um and it is fascinating uh and a weird weird business to get into but again you're like just the thought behind because they interviewed uh, one of the guys at Nintendo who was the sound dude who was coming up with what it sounded like every time Mario jumped, you know, and that kind of thing. He's like going, so I thought it would be like this. And you're like, we never think about it. they had to conceive of everything. Like what pixel blocks would be his mustache?
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, does that look like a mustache. Or does it just look like a guy running around with his mouth open. I ah, and, like, ah. <laughs> and so the, the just the visual bits they're like yeah why did he end up fighting mushrooms because they were easy to to you know to design Uh (laughs) okay yeah Yeah. rolling barrels in donkey kong it's like well sure i guess a giant gorilla would throw barrels at you why not love that (laughs) because it seems so intrinsic because we just played the games without question like Mm -hmm. yeah of course why wouldn't you do that right why wouldn't i fly a giant ostrich over boiling lava and watch out for pterodactyls i still so, fucking love joust oh joust yes yes of yeah, course you fly giant yeah. you know uh birds over lava and you have to watch out for pterodactyls yeah. crazy
1: and they, and they lay eggs right there yeah. Eggs? yeah 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 i used to play joust after uh there was a game room near my middle school i would that was on the way home i would go in there and I would, and I would deliberately room, not spend it, my money, lunch money on lunch, and I would just not eat, and I'd use my money to play video games out. by
0: game room, you, you do mean just that creepy dude who's like, yeah, come on in, boys. School's it was pretty out. seedy. Yeah. I got some video games for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they had Joust in there. They had Super Pac-Man, which was one of those mod mm-hmm. versions. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know that at the time, but now I know that those like Super Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man originally started off by As models. a knockoff the Atari bar hired them to make it to do something yeah. official. Um, but yeah, uh, uh battle zone. Trying to think what else battle was in Kicks. Remember kicks? Uh, no. it was, is that what it's called? Kicks. It was a three dimensional vector graphic game. Um, yeah. like a vortex. For some
0: reason, the vector graphics games I did better at, and I don't know why. I mean, maybe they were easier, but battle zone. I was pretty good at red baron, which was you know, yes, it had the animated like you're supposedly looking at your propeller because you're in a biplane and you're shooting at triplanes. I did good at that. Um, I did good at asteroids and a knockoff of asteroids called uh, was it Solar Quest because I had a little sun in the middle of the screen,
1: but about, you were yeah. still
0: that weird little arrowhead shaped ship like from asteroids, and you had to avoid going into that sun or you'd burn up and you were still shooting stuff that was coming at you. But just like Asteroids, you could head that way, and you'd enter the other side of the, the screen. The other side, yeah. Oh, fucking love that. And you could spin and twirl. Love that. My
1: my favorite, of course, my favorite vector game was the Star Wars one, though, where you got to do yep. the trench run. Yeah, and because that yeah. was a
0: sit-down game. That was the first I, I remember of a sit-down game. Oh, maybe there was like a a driving one, too. I think there's was a standard version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I remember, I remember the sit-down version of the Star Wars thing, and because it had the speakers right there, yeah. so you hear Obi-Wan going, you know, trust your feelings, Use
1: Luke. Use the force, Luke. Luke, trust me.
0: And I'm like, that was I'm what it, gonna!
1: I'm gonna! I, I That was one of the first games I remember having actual voices in it, uh, in, yeah. in the arcade, too.
0: And I just remember but, thinking, like, oh my god, this will never, they'll, they'll never get better than this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it's just the same two missions over and over again. I was like, I, I never got sick of playing it. And the, the two, I think, the, two of the weirdest games were my favorite too. Were uh, Burger Time and <laughs> oh, and Mappy. Mappy was also a weird one. I don't know, man. Then uh, you didn't play Mappy? No. And uh, food fight? Did you play food fight? Food fight? Yeah. You remember that
0: food it's, fight? Yeah, very food fight. <laughs> food fight and Burger Time. I was actually brought up Burger Time talking to jerry the other night because i was like uh we were talking about old video games and i was i was saying like i didn't like burger time uh because i hate
1: eggs (laughs) it was too dramatic
0: yeah well i just hate and so like i'm okay with dropping meat and pickles and whatever on top of a bun that's great and these like fried eggs come at you i'm like i hate eggs on this episode, we've talked about my hatred of mushrooms and eggs.
1: I think it was Dwight who pointed out how, how, how it's funny that because if one of the eggs or one of the hot dogs that's walking around trying to follow <laughs> trying to get you, one of them touches the chef, you know, he seems to die. But he, the way he dies, Dwight pointed out, I think he's just having a fit because he he just hates <laughs> like the food touches him, like. Ugh! <laughs> He's That's, like obsessive compulsive, like no. maybe
0: I am
1: the Burger Time <laughs> Chef.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Brendan Jones um, is
1: the Burger Time Chef. Mappy was a game where there was a mouse who was a burglar who was running around a house trying to steal televisions and stuff, and these cats were chasing. Oh no, actually, he wasn't a burglar. He was a cop. Sorry, Mappy was the cop. Oh, and oh. he was trying to stop cat burglars from stealing stuff.
0: And they were and actual was, cat burglars.
1: Yeah, uh, and they were really. Uh,
0: they were really, they there were uh,
1: really really interesting game mechanics too where there were these trampolines that you'd jump on and if you you could only jump on them like three times and then they would break so you had to be very yeah. careful and you'd change levels it was very interesting game mechanics I do that. that's the main thing I still remember the music vividly
0: It is, uh, that's another one of those things where just, you don't think that there was actually a composer It said, what sounds right in this MIDI, you know, tinny MIDI thing where I have to come up with what it sounds like when a, a cat burglar attacks a mouse cop.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of music, too, remember Rolling Thunder, which was at House of Pies for the longest time? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but
0: I actually re- more remember a Samurai Showdown.
1: I played Which a lot more. Actually, they replaced that with that. And yeah, and we would play that for endlessly. And we, but there was the, 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 one of those characters who actually had a fart attack. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> the big guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, games are very subtle. Strange. That guy. What will his attack be? Oh, he's going to fart at you because he's a fat guy. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> it
1: <was> so weird. <laughs> But Rolling, Rolling Thunder had, had amazing music. Uh, that's the main yeah. thing I love. Yeah. That.
0: I mean, um, I I was I was disappointed. Anytime a place again, we live we lived through this. Uh, when you like if we went to your uh circle k or stop and go and they changed out their game it'd be like oh man what (laughs) yeah because i I remember for a long time uh in the subdivision that i grew up in uh, outside of in sugarland where our stop and go for a long time it had it had dragon's lair it had a lot of the laser disc games dragon's lair and space ace I played those, never got great, because really, that's not, you just have to time everything right, and I'm terrible at that anyway. But then they swapped it out for, um, what was the one with the penguin and the ice blocks? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they changed it out for, and I was like, fuck you, stop and go.
1: Lame. Penguin. Penguin.
0: But before that was Dig Dug. Dig Dug was, I like Dig Dug, all right. Was it
1: Pingo or something like that? P- yeah, it
0: was yeah. something. It had a ping, Pingy, Pingo, ping- yeah.
1: Pongo, Pogum. Eh? There there was a Denny's off of, uh, I think it was a Denny's, uh, off of 290 somewhere, like going out to Jersey Village where Dwight still lived with his parents at the time. We would Dwight and I would go there. And
0: you were totally guess- doxing Dwight. Like People are now like, they're writing down notes <laughs> yeah. going like,
1: Oh, I got his I got his
0: family lived on, okay.
1: I don't think they live there anymore, but uh, th- we went to this one Denny's just because they had uh, Golden Axe, uh, which was a oh, two-player Golden game. Remember I remember that? Golden Axe, and that was a great one as well.
0: I also remember the big innovation of multiplayer games, where it wasn't just player one, player two, but those four. You know, so you had the X Men game where you could choose. Which X Men you were going to be? Uh, they had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, where you picked which turtle you wanted to be, and it was like four people playing at once. Yeah. Uh, and the original one was Gauntlet, and I remember Gauntlet. Like, are you going to be the warrior guy? You're going to be the wizard. You're going to be the rogue. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Golden Axe was kind of like that. And yeah, I remember there was also an Avengers multiplayer game that we that we used to play at at the Evil River Oaks Theater, as we used yeah, to call right it. That, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs>
0: the Evil River Oaks that was down the street. But we. Were you there that night? Where when we beat it? Where or we kept trading off? That oh, that man. Avengers game. We maybe. we had a stack of quarters and we would we would play and we were just determined like it doesn't matter, we're just going to beat it. it. Doesn't matter who does it. Like, all right, I played a guy, I'm dead. Do you want to continue yes or no? Yes. Now it's your turn. I think Dwight was there, maybe Patrick, but we we just kept we just kept going and then we did beat it. It took us like 2 hours or something. Um and we finally saw the ending animation, which is literally like um, the Quinjet, Avengers Quinjet comes down, and it's like the president shows up, and, and Captain America says, like, You have saved us, Avengers. And it's like,
1: I do Ooh. have a big memory of that. And it yeah. ends with
0: like an American flag waving, like, uh, God bless the USA. Or something. I was like, We did it.
1: If I was there, we I probably was Red sitting out by that point maybe why it's a hazy memory for me. That's okay. For me,
0: one of the highlights of my life.
1: There was a Willow game too, I remember playing. I remember playing I remember
0: playing Tron a lot.
1: Tron, yes.
0: But that weird light up uh joystick that was meant to look futuristic, so it had like blue neon lighting.
1: And that's still I still remember that that mute da 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 between each each little screen each each uh each part of the game
0: because it was just it mimicked all the parts of the game you did the light yeah. cycles there were the the flying things that came at you and then there was you ended up having to throw discs into the middle of the master whatever it was yeah, the, master the program. Master program. right yeah
1: so Good times. When, did, when did you when did you when did you get your first pc and start into that world
0: well, I was—I'm always late, Gummer, uh, to everything. So I think I didn't have a PC till ninety eight, maybe okay. ninety seven, ninety eight. I definitely had it by the time I got to LA. So um, not too early, early days of internet, and I, I remember mine. you know disc games like uh, the original Diablo I had. Uh, and I played the hell out of that. I also, MMORPGs um, when they first started, I was all over those. Like EverQuest? Um, no, not EverQuest, actually. Uh, but uh, like World of Warcraft, I was there oh, okay. early days. Loved that. Um, and I played that for a long time. City of Heroes, of course, that was right at my alley. Um I I still was very upset when they turned the servers off. They're like, well, thanks for the last 12, 13 years. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: it's been real. No. <laughs> what yeah. happens to my characters? So it's you back to 98 or whenever it was, or 97. Whenever, <laughs> <laughs> mine, I, I first got mine in 96 was when I finally got a PC. I, I went totally went computerless. To I went totally from, I had a, a Mac. I had the first Mac when it came out and I played some games on that but when i moved to new york no, i never had a mac paul, when i moved to new york with paul i didn't take it with me because i it was so old by that point i wasn't really using it for anything anymore and so i didn't yeah. have a computer like until paul Marlon moved away and then my dad like for christmas one year he said here's some money go buy a pc just get something nice. within this this rent price range so i went out and bought an I, ibm from, aptiva from the Wiz in new york like right down this which was a couple blocks away from my apartment and that's when I started playing PC games. And so there was, uh, uh, shit, it came with a couple of games. One of them was this kid's adventure that I actually played, which I'm just blanking it's okay. on. Okay, I won't tell anybody. Uh, but the thing that I was really excited to get at the time was, uh, Dark Forces, which had just come out like the year before or the earlier. Mm, I'm not sure year. I know that one. Dark Forces, Star Wars Dark mm-hmm. Forces. Oh, I never it played it. It was the it. first. It was the first Kyle Katarn game. Mm-hmm. So you never played, oh, you never played Dark Forces or Jedi Knight, any of those games? Oh, I, man, those were the best.
0: Look, man, get off
1: my back. Uh,
0: <laughs> eventually, and I ended up being obviously a huge fan of the company. Uh, and I still am, but they they just they haven't really bounced back. BioWare, I started following them because I love story games. I love games. People that get pissed off about cutscenes, I'm like, no. Yeah, me give me your cutscenes. i mm-hmm. love that i'm in yeah. a novel or a movie but i also get to play so yeah um i mean so they did uh knights of the old republic okay um and and of course they started doing their own stuff obviously mass effect and dragon age love them. still all all of the series even the weak ones i'm like i know this isn't as good as the other one but i like it you know so uh yeah, I've played all of those and still like that company a lot. But, yeah, the Star Wars stuff, other than Knights of the Old Republic and then uh, their MMR, but that came much later, which was
1: Old Republic. And there were Star Wars Galaxies before that, too. I,
0: yeah, I didn't have Galaxies. But but I, I, I love that stuff. Jerry, of course, being a huge Star Wars fan. Honestly, Jerry is a bigger Star Wars fan than I, and, and therefore he just... He absorbs it all, yeah. Um, and I, I certainly do love it. But yeah, people start talking about old Star Wars games. I'm like, never had Battlefront. Uh, never had you know any of those others.
1: X-wing uh, versus Tie Fighter.
0: Yeah, never had those.
1: Those were something. I good. Was,
0: Yeah, I always was tempted by things like Battlefront, where you can literally pilot different classic vehicles in different classic battles. But I was like, yeah, but is there a story? No, I'm out, man. Yeah. Um. That's why Knights of the Old Republic was great. It's like, oh, there's soap opera. There's there's myth making and mythos in it. And I'm running around choosing like, will I be a Jedi or will I be a Sith? Right. Uh, great stuff.
1: The uh, my favorite Star Wars game ever was uh, it was a sequel to the original Dark Forces, which was about the protagonist was Kyle Katarn who was the mercenary who was hired by the the Rebellion to steal the Death Star plans. Ah. He was in the original canon before 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 Disney came along. Cal Katarn was basically the Jyn Erso. Or oh, wow. It was like okay. a combination of Jyn Erso and uh, Cassian Andor. And uh, and actually... Oh, is Cassian, that why you
0: always wear that shirt that's like, justice for Cal Katarn?
1: Because you're
0: like, <laughs> I, I will not that.
1: forget him and his sacrifice. Well, and the, the main... The difference. Kyle Katarn goes on to be Force sensitive. It turns out his father was a Jedi, and he he turns out he has the Force. So he trains to be a Jedi, and he he works with Luke Skywalker and stuff. So he gets. Uh, (laughs) So Luke Skywalker comes into everything. But uh, does Mark Hamill do the voice? No, they have an Mm -hmm. actor doing it. I think, but it's very good. uh, (laughs) They they have
0: an actor as opposed to Mark Hamill, who is just a Jedi.
1: (laughs) But they they did several. There was there was Dark Forces. There was Dark Forces two. Then there was.
0: I know was that Jedi, most of the games that they did had you know sequel after sequel after.
1: Sequel. Yeah, but the last one was Jedi Outcast, which came out. I don't know, gosh, two thousand four, five, or something. That, that one was series. really good. Yeah, and that one was really good. It was one of the best lights your games where you have a lightsaber that I that I've ever played up to that point. And I've replayed that game so many times. Both Dwight and I both were were huge fans of that game.
0: Well have I mean, you can, played so you can get it the, on
1: Steam today. Have
0: you played the recent stuff?
1: No. I, I kind of Half Life Two was like the last big PC game that I played, so I'm decades out of it by now. Yeah, you are. So I, I just kind of the game started getting too intense and complex for me, and once I realized I could just watch people play <laughs> well, <laughs> I was I, like, now, I don't have to spend the money <laughs> to play. Them. I could just watch somebody else play it. I I um, I
0: am not a great gamer. I do love them, and so, I mean, I, I can only say because uh, it's on several platforms. It used to be just piece uh, PlayStation, but the the Spider Man game from just a few years ago, and then it had a sequel, which is Miles Morales Spider Man. But oh, yeah. um, the the PlayStation Spider Man game, it's one of the best in the world, and it it because it just. It's doable, though I will say that because I'm so bad, I have not completed the last mission. I'm literally on the last mission and I just can't beat Doc Ock and I'm just the worst. Um, But up until that point, it's just well written and you feel like you're in a Spider Man game. And the mechanics of of swinging through the city, which is a fully realized New York, unbelievable, man. So the games have gotten just crazy, crazy good. And I have played Fallen Order. Uh, but not all the way to the finish, uh, which is the latest of the star Wars games. Um, And it is very much a movie or novel. Mm -hmm. So it has a real storyline. It's a little jarring that the actor who plays the main character, this new Jedi character is modeled on the actual actor. And he's a guy I've seen on, I used to watch shameless on Showtime. Yeah. Um, And he's an actor from that. I'm like, I don't want it to look like that guy. It's like, make him look like somebody else. Cause then I just think that I'm watching a movie with that guy playing this character. Yeah. And now, of course, they're talking about, hey, why don't we make a live action series with him playing the character he played in the game?
1: There's been quite a lot of speculation that Cameron Moynihan is going to appear as Cal Um, I know this, I never played the game. I know this stuff because. There you right? go. It's um, okay. God
0: bless. God yeah. bless you, Chad.
1: We're all friends here, so it's there's
0: all right. <laughs> there's hope for you yet. Yeah. Um, uh, no, so I, it is it yeah. is good.
1: Um, did you ever play the? Speaking of uh, Lucas Arts stuff, did you play the the uh, the old Lucas Arts story based games, uh, computer <laughs> PC games like uh, Sam Sam and Max Hit the Road and
0: No, I never did. Or uh, or is it the Monkey Island thing? Uh, yeah, was another one. No, but I did play one of the Indiana Jones games, and it was Atlantis:
1: great. Fate of Atlantis.
0: Yes, Fate of Atlantis.
1: Yes, I was about to get to that. Yeah, that's also I think one of my favorite games from the nineties. It it's was clunky, so much fun because it it's is. just
0: the the it is very. I mean, come on, Tomb Raider had already come out, so they were they were imitating some of that functionality, but it's it's indie. So, and I love that they would include stuff. They didn't have to, where like cut scenes would show you like the map and then like the plane and the, the dot and the red line. It's like, yeah, they're doing all the stuff in the movies. I love that stuff. And it sounded like they got a good actor who sounded enough like Harrison Ford. I was like, yeah, man, I'm in this thing.
1: It's a medieval gargoyle or good imitation.
0: I liked that one a lot. So uh, I, I, like- I, I did play that one.
1: I like the game mechanics in those games where you get, you know, you, it's basically just dialogue. Some of it was action where it was just about button mashing. It's like, yeah. To try to beat to, to the, the fighting sequences or like, try to whip, fill up the bar whip, by hitting the whip, whip, yeah. whip, <laughs> whip, whip, whip. But I, I love all the responses. Like when you're trying to say, like to say what the, the bouncer at the theater, when you're trying to get into, into the theater to talk to uh, the, the female character, I can't remember. her name. <laughs> And there's all these rude responses like, screw you. It (laughs) reminds me of what you were saying last week's joke about the Fantastic Four. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff that was completely out of character for Andy to say. Come
0: on! It's Robert time! (laughs)
1: Fuck you! I was always hoping that they would do Atlantis like in one of the movies. Um,
0: Yeah, it seems like such an obvious uh, thing that i know that not only the game but there was atlantis tied into one of the novels you know the indiana jones novels that they commissioned uh one of them had atlantis as a subplot, but it wasn't the plot of the game it was just yeah indiana jones atlantis it just why wouldn't you uh but they never got around to it we had crystal skulls and um holy grails and things like that yeah and i don't know what the dial of destiny is i just don't know chad What's the dial of destiny? We're gonna find out. Yeah, it's coming Some, up.
1: Something to do with time travel, I, I presume. There, All there right, if you're gonna be that about way about that. it. The presuming? Yeah. Presuming. God, Chad, so presuming. <laughs> <laughs> I I know. I joked about this in our message exchange last night that mm. that as soon as we publish another episode, James Gunn is gonna finally announce. Yeah, He's, I, he actually it's said it's gonna, it was gonna be month.
0: the 14th, and I was like when the 14th passed, the only, the only thing that came out was, was that when, Oh, I don't know. Um, rumors about Jason Momoa playing, uh, Lobo, but that well, we was again,
1: just rumors. Yeah. It was just in the past couple of days, or two or three, three or four days ago that he, he po- said, Oh, I'm always going to be your Aquaman. Well, no, he he was leaving, leaving DC studios just over the moon and he couldn't say what it was, but I'm I'm still here. And he did sort of uh, confirmed later that he's going to be playing a new character in the, in the new DCU. Um,
0: Well, he also did a tease. Yeah. He was like going, those of you guys who know me know that uh, I do collect comics and I mainly collect this one character. And if you know me well enough, you know that that's my favorite character. And, and, and so everyone's like going, I don't know, but you do (laughs) look like Lobo. Yeah, and I have to think that if Jason Momoa's favorite DC character is Lobo, it I'm, makes sense. He looks just like him. Yeah, and I'm sure he would be fine. In fact, the stuff that they had him saying as Aquaman would all sound fine coming out of Lobo's mouth. Yeah, my
1: man. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm going to be really surprised if that's not what the story is. The thing I, I find also. James is sad to people say he saying it's it's January 20th now the, the, the month's almost over yes no it's not it's only not even three quarters over except but, but are we gonna get an announcement this month yes you will <laughs> the but fact it, so, that he engages
0: and he doesn't have to I mean yeah. he could just sit there open up read some stuff and go eh but instead but this, he will occasionally go like okay I'm talking to you guys
1: th- this was the thing I found most uh entertaining and, and interesting is that in one of, there was a picture he posted of his cat a couple weeks ago where somebody f- noticed in the background there was several volumes of batman and i think superman stories uh, uh some grant morrison i think possibly this was one of them or something Might have oh been
0: yeah uh the grant morrison, the black and glove, batman. It, was,
1: it was one of one of those i think i actually have some of those volumes that nathan gave me nathan gave me this too i've been reading it it's great um, the black glove for yeah. those of you not watching the video
0: The Grant Um, Morrison uh, Batman stuff, great and weird. The fact he's like going, you know, those weird ultra, I mean, other Batmen from other nations from the 1950s. I'm going to make him canon and bring him back. And you're like, what are you even? What are you even? Gaucho Batman,
1: man of bats, (laughs) Native American one, man of bats. Come on. So the people pointed out, like, "Oh, is this meant to be a hint?" You know, is, is, is this like an Easter egg you put in the photo? And and James goes like, "No, it's not." You know, but am I reading them? Yes, Uh, it's not meant to be a an hint. And then, very deliberately, a few days ago, he published him saying, "I'm reading nothing better than comics and coffee in the morning." And it's he's reading also Superman. Very oh, can't see the cover, yeah. but there, there's a page which actually I can find which page it is. It's early on in the story. It's the, the it's where it's this one. He's got it open to this page. Oh where Superman's yeah, Superman's just come back from that first mission. Oh he's yeah, getting the, he's getting yeah. the news that he's going to die. So it, I thought that really interesting. We were just addressing this. One of our viewers was asking. Yeah, uh, what would I, I want to see. I want to see a All-Star? live action also Superman, which I still think would be cool. I I don't think he, the guy didn't go into much details. a like fellow who asked that question, but I I don't think he meant like for the canon version. Obviously, you don't want to start off a new canon with Superman dying uh spoiler alert by the way and
0: also like like i said before um morrison even all-star superman which is great also superman has a through-line story right obviously superman's dying but every individual issue is like a whole other thing it's like when you talk about all-star superman you're talking about 11 different superman stories with this undercurrent so what are you talking about it could yeah. be the one where he gives Lois Superman powers, which again is a very fifties one or the one where he, you know, uh, hangs out with Samson and Atlas, which is another like s- silver age thing that Grant Morrison's like, he cannot resist. And I'm I love going the there. That Morrison goes, yeah. I'm going to dip into the silliest bullshit from the past and make it work somehow. It's yeah. like, that is my goal. Yeah. And I love it. It's like, are we going to do a Beppo the Super Monkey movie? <laughs> Why
1: not? Why not? Grant
0: Morrison came up with a plot for Beppo the Super Monkey. Let's watch.
1: I really love the, uh, by the way, speaking of before I get back into what James Gunn was mm-hmm. hinting at possibly, mm-hmm. that, that chapter the chapter uh, on the bizarro world and yeah. the underverse. Yeah. How, how, how much is that is taken from how much of that was grant and how much of that was, was pulled from old Canon? Like the uh, way it's
0: been goes. a while since I've read it. So it's, I just remember there I was, a, a, I well, I mean,
1: old.
0: a bizarro world, uh, you know, created by Luther. It's in a square shape and there is bizarre represent representations of everybody, you know, bizarro Lois, bizarro Perry, white, bizarro Jimmy, all that stuff. Um, but, and Luther becomes their president king in, in the Silver Age. Uh so but, I mean Well, there was this yeah. thing of,
1: of the bizarre world being its own entity, almost like almost like Pandora in a sense.
0: I don't think that that's and, pure the, Grant Morrison. And the the Yeah,
1: okay. And that so the, all these people are basically like they're almost like viruses or bacteria yes, that are growing yeah. out of out of the planet. Yeah. And they, have, they all have individual personalities. And you've got uh what was it? Is it Bizar- Z- Zibaro, the uh, yeah. the anti Bizarro who who actually thought and spoke normally, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so great. It was just so crazy. It was it was basically like he was in a fever. Superman was in a fever dream that he yes. had to figure out how to get out of. Yes, and there was almost something. The entirety of All Superman kind of has this Terry Gilliam kind of otherworldliness to it. You know, yeah, which I love. Which I I haven't watched the. the there's an animated adaptation of it that came out a while back. Which i haven't, I haven't watched I've only that seen either. Clips of it it doesn't look i mean right
0: the, the thing is me. is that well, I will say That's this for d c animation. They have tried to do justice by great storylines from the past twenty thirty years um so you've got animated Batman year one you've got animated killing joke you've got and every time they do one, pardon me, it is burped. they uh thank you, meella,
1: uh, yes
0: um i can't wait for that check to show up but uh when they do it they they attempt to even in an animated style mimic the art style of the artist and frank quietly did all-star superman and i saw that the animation's trying to do sort of frank quietly um it is trying
1: it seemed like to me it was just doing an animated universe stuff Uh, but i I know i think i haven't really watched it
0: yeah i haven't either and i would be curious i avoided it mainly because i've had a bad i had a bad experience with killing joke uh even though they were being pretty faithful they still created this backstory for Batgirl about her and bruce wayne hooking up and i'm like that's not even in any version of these stories and yeah. i don't like that so they take liberties and also Superman is so great. I was like, do I really want to see a truncated animated version? Not so
1: much. What I think would be wonderful if, is to, to do an animated, like a, a mini series and actually just do the whole book and, and quietly style. I mean, try to get as close to this as you can, because otherwise I don't think it would work. You've got to have, you've got to have quietly's artwork in there.
0: You at least need his aesthetic, definitely. And yep. and like you said, and I'm pretty sure that he and Grant Morrison, who've collaborated many a time, mm-hmm. he was probably like going, hey, Frank, um, be you, but I want you to go full Silver Age. Because I like the fact that it looks, even though it's Grant Morrison writing a, a very present Grant Morrison-y Superman, He is doing so many callbacks, so it really pops. Like, obviously, the colorists also is bringing their A-game because he doesn't pull back. He's like, no, no, I want when Lois gets Superman's powers to have her own, like, Superwoman outfit. And it's just similar to the one from the 50s that happened when she got his powers. And so at no point are you looking at it going... Oh, another drab postmodern Superman. No, you're like going, my eyes, my eyes. I love it. It's crazy, go nuts, fun. (laughs) Um, I tell you that the one issue, which is I think is like the 11th or 10th issue, the one where it basically does a meta-textual Superman's Adventures. Filter out through the multiverse and enter the brains of Jerry Siegel and Joe schuster I'm just a sucker for that. So you get like the young teenagers creating Superman yeah. on their Earth. Yeah, I mean that that thing is just like, oh, stop it,
1: man. So right yeah. There. So as far as what James Gunn is actually hinting at, which I do think he's deliberately hinting something there, because he's he's he knows he's, he's playing. just playing with you. With he's it, playing. But, but, so the spirit. I think that's one thing that I think we can agree on: the spirit of the character that we want to see. The, the costume that yeah. we want to see is yeah. in here. The characters that we want to see. We got Lex is Lex, Lois is Lois, Jimmy is Jimmy's kind of a kind of a metrosexual Jimmy, <laughs> but he's still Jimmy. Yeah, he's he's yeah. kind of he's kind of feeling good about himself in this in this story uh, and wearing different clothes and being kind of goofy about it. Well, but he's what, still Jimmy. what I
0: think what would be smart for James Gunn to take from that, it, besides the fact that you have a brilliant comics writer coming up with that is and we've talked about this before you have a brilliant comics writer who gets it and isn't ashamed which that I always bring that up it's almost like and even the MCU which I think is very successful there is a lot of superhero shame attached to these movies and especially the DCEU where it was Snyder's vision where Snyder wanted them to be gods walking among us and these icons and the way he desaturated everything and everything shot through a gritty lens and it's sort of blue filtered and, um, and, and they mute the colors. Superman has got a maroon cape and this indigo blue. And you're like, what is that, man? It's like, and I had the problem with Nolan's Batman films where it's like, okay, the Joker literally paints his face every morning to freak people out. It's not about falling in a vat of chemicals. Cause that's too weird there's this shame to be full on we're in that universe and you look at 1978 that verisimilitude thing we talk about and you have bright blue red and yellow and the people of that world deal with it yeah they accept it face on that is a flying man with great powers who keeps helping us is anyone going to sit there and mock him for wearing red shorts on a blue unitard lex luther might but i mean that's a luther thing but everyone else is just like i don't care what you're wearing i'm happy you're here yeah so these movies need to stop being a shame and james gunn from the first thing he does over at marvel he was the color just blasted out of that thing where they're like going, even captain america except for the avengers which people complained about captain america's outfit and the avengers as being the worst out of all of them and i was like going I don't think the design is great, but it, if nothing else, Joss Whedon gave us a red, white, and blue and not a like olive drab or like dingy gray white. So I'm like, no, no, he just wears the colors of the fucking flag deal with it. So yeah. I, I like that. James Gunn's like, no man, embrace the fact we're in a comic book universe. And yeah. then he goes over to DC and does the suicide squad. And he's like, no, no polka dot man.
1: Peace. Man. Am I, yeah. am I
0: going to dance around that? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I want all of them in costumes at least. Very, yeah. They'll take their masks off to talk to each other and that kind of thing because they're well paid actors and we can't just have them in masks all the time. But still, he was like, going, there's Bloodshot. Thank me later. There's Ratcatcher. You know, we're just going to, and Star of the Conqueror. <laughs> so you're like going, God bless you for not being ashamed of that. So if he reads All Star Superman, which he's, guarantee that guy's read it a million times before anyway Mm -hmm. grant morrison's all-star superman besides the plots which are all great and all that it's just he distilled everything pure superman out of love and affection without Mm -hmm. being embarrassed did he update things yes because he's grant morrison did he come up with weird ideas like a sentient bizarre world that is creating its own inhabitants out of a kind of i mean that's very Grant Morrison. yeah but it's still bizarro world (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i just think that's the best thing you could take from it is look man let's lean in to a superhero universe without uh having to couch it in irony and muted color and uh i don't want to deconstruct i just want to construct i just want to build on what's there and give you pure superman yeah just like Build on Batman. Give us pure Batman. All these characters deserve their own take that is true to the character. Wonder Woman. The movie that Patty Jenkins made got very close to. Yeah. So I forgave a lot of the stuff that she changed about it because I was yeah. still going, "Oh, she's getting the heart of the character right." Mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if that red was red and that blue was blue. It's like, <laughs> Come on, man! God damn it, Zach! Yeah, I know. But that's that's the thing is that. I, 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 that's why I keep saying I trust James Gunn. Uh, he could still prove me wrong and it could all be shit when it all comes out, but I don't think that guy is the kind of guy who feels embarrassed by being, um, the shepherd of a superhero cinematic universe. Just like Kevin Feige is not embarrassed. Kevin Feige sits there going, like, yeah, who knows who will sh- show up? He's like, yeah, MODOK is there. Why? Modoc's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to get people to sit there going like, well, I looked at, this, you know, eight year olds like this. Pfft, I know better. Here's my gritty take. On whoever the fuck, you know, it's like, yeah, this ain't your daddy's fill in the yeah, blank.
1: Right. What, one I don't want of to detail? see
0: daddy's fill in the blank, by the way.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just set this aside. Yeah. And the, one thing I, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that uh James Gunn will, will steer away from cuz it's just become so cliché in the MCU is the helmets and masks that that materialize you know, by nanobots like whoosh, whoosh, Oh, yeah. That thing. Yeah. They all have that now. It's like it was interesting with Iron Man, but now everybody has that technology and it's just boring well,
0: I mean, you it's could assume easy. I will say I liked the compromise in Spider-Man No Way Home uh, cuz that first suit he gets from Tony all it does is like it like deflates and falls off of him. Like he mm-hmm. hits the button and he goes, phew, phew. but it's still a cloth suit. He has to shove somewhere. Right. Then of course he gets the iron spider thing. And then it is like, I'm like, okay.
1: All right. Yeah. Right.
0: I still kind of want to see him with a backpack on his shoulders. going. I hope no one looks in there. Cause underneath my chemistry textbook is my Spider-Man mask.
1: But I, I didn't mind that. It's just that now, every, you know, Ant-Man has one. Uh, yeah. The Wasp has one. Yeah. And uh, Star-Lord has one. And, and it's just, it just goes on and on. Did Black Panther. Well, Stark Tech is now, yeah, Black so Panther totally does.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they're all techie guys. Yeah. They're it's all just, techie guys. It's just played. I just hope
1: he doesn't you use that. You go to Matt stroke.
0: Reeves, the Batman, and and you can see the stitching in his cowl. I'm not sure I want to go that homemade, but still, <laughs> it was a good look. But I'm still like,
1: ah. Uh, odds on getting the red trunks with James Gunn. Superman. Oh, good. Good. Right, very good. high. Very high odds. Very
0: high. I mean, they might still do an update. And I've seen plenty of talented, you know, like independent artists go – You don't have to get rid of the red trunks. You just have to change the way it looks. Maybe they're not even separate trunks on top of. So they work in a red area here that connects up to the cape or whatever. I've seen people do takes where even the S goes into the cape. So it's not like cape gets tucked in here. So there's ways to give us that color um, design. The main reason I I fought for the trunks, and listen, man, I fought for the trunks. There's the title. I was on on the front lines of the trunks fight. Yeah. But um, the reason I fought for that instead of the, the cool modern idea of the new 52 with no red trunks is it is about color distribution. The Flash even is in a red onesie, but they put that yellow belt in there just because then he's just he's literally in a red unitard. So the thing with Superman, where it's all blue except for the S and it just goes down to the red boots. I'm like going, that's a guy in a blue body stocking. The red is necessary to break up that straight blue color. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know the origin of it is like circus strongmen back in the 30s. They often wore like uh, leotards and then like trunks on top of them Mm -hmm. uh, with belt. And I was literally just back in the 30s. They're like, yeah, do that. Now give him a cape. Oh, cape looks awesome. So essentially, that's the original idea. But from an artistic viewpoint, something to break up that field of blue, very yeah. necessary. The only yeah. other thing they could possibly do is make the S so big that it's his whole chest and the point goes down his abs. Because then you'd have this visual that is red and yellow and is breaking up. The, but I don't want an S that covers up his entire trunks. I mean, his I, I do trunks. want
1: this back backfilling. I do want the, the yellow
0: S on the back yeah. of the cape. Yes. You're never going to get it, Chad. (laughs) You're never going to get it. Odds on on
1: Big Yellow Key opening the Fortress of Solitude. God damn it. Probably not, right? I love love 78. I
0: love love Donner's movie. I will say that even as a kid, I was like, oh, well, that's a way you could do the Fortress of Solitude, the big crystal things. But I'm like, that really doesn't look comfy. And it also looks like when you get inside of it, There's like no furniture until Superman 2 where he's got his big clamshell bed. You're like, what's in there? It's literally just platforms. At least in the comics, you're like, there's an interplanetary zoo. Here's his Kryptonian Mm -hmm. library. There's all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, make that his fortress, his place to hang out.
1: Yeah, I don't know about The Big Yellow Key, but I would love to see that version of The Fortress of Alto, where it's more I know like a the museum. The Big Yellow
0: Key is, is yeah. yes, and I know The Big Yellow Key is goofy. At the same time, the reason it's a brilliant concept is it's so baller. He, he doesn't hide the fortress in the comics. In the movie, it's more like, this is where I hide. In the comics, anyone that sent a, a helicopter across, you know, the Arctic Circle would sit there going, look at that giant... um yeah. Golden door,
1: yeah.
0: And I could just walk in. No, you can't. You can't get in there. And he even puts the key out in plain view—a giant golden key—and it's basically like no one can lift it but me.
1: Yeah,
0: I love it. He's like going, "Anybody's welcome if you can get in, but yeah. you can't." <laughs> Flying up the key, chunk ugh. Yeah, it's so goofy, and I love it. Yeah. I we'll we'll never get it, but I would be I would be there. So, I, I bet under James Gunn, I bet we get a crypto.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that, and Uh, we were talking about it, but a lot in Supergirl. Oh, absolutely! I will
0: also say Supergirl as a character has deserved so much better. I mean, she and Helen Slater was good casting and very lovely, but that movie is shit. And I'm just sitting there going, and that was her one and only shot. That's Mm -hmm. the only other than animation we've never gotten Supergirl. Oh wait, didn't they have some version in Smallville?
1: Did they? I don't remember. I
0: stopped watching. I did too. Um, I gave up around season four or five. Yeah. It's just, it just kept going for another five
1: years. It's like, years. It like, like we're really? Not, they're yeah. doing what now? Oh. how many, how many characters can we show you who aren't, who they're going to be <laughs> yeah, frustrating? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. So, so what What are the odds do you think on, um, the Superman S? Oh yeah. Which, which I want to be back on the okay. game. Donner introduced the idea of that being their family crest, right? Wasn't that his originally his idea? That was then. <sighs> carried over into the comics
0: it may have been with the movie because Because it wasn't originally that right and i think that because literally 70 we're taught we're coming right off the silver age then and going into the bronze age and the bronze age didn't feel like explaining too much there was a world of krypton miniseries uh there was one in the 70s and there was also one in the 80s when they after burn you know changed everything but um, but I don't think they ever gave the S to Jor El. He was still wearing that sun design that he always had on his chest oh, yeah, and his yeah. cool red headband. Dude, he was he I was do. ready for the eighties. Um,
1: <laughs> I do love the idea, and I understand why. It's no, it's been a very over. good idea. Even yeah. even Zack Snyder's uh, Superman had it. Uh, the one, I'm, I'm curious to know if James is going to do that.
0: The one change that Byrne made, which was actually kind of a he went retro because he did not keep that idea from Superman, the movie. Oh, he didn't burn burn had uh, Clark saving people in normal clothes until he gets exposed by Lois. Like people had heard about this fantastic flying man that saved people. And then he saves Lois uh, when her space shuttle plane is about to crash and the public mobs him and he's just in normal street clothes. And they're like, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. And so she's one of the first, she names him Superman because As they the don't movie, know who yeah. he is. Right. And then Ma Kent makes him a costume.
1: Oh, based and on she that. goes,
0: I like that. What she called you Superman. And that would, if you have an emblem like this, it'll distract people from wondering who you are. Cause now you are just Superman. So she goes, see, it's an S in the shield. And he's like, that looks great, Ma. Thanks. So that was the eighties reverse. But I like the idea that, yeah, it wasn't meant to be an S it's a Kryptonian symbol. It's the yeah. house of L. And then of course the whole thing of like, it means hope,
1: hope, <laughs> which
0: was Mark Wade in birthright that then Zack Snyder stole right. that for a man of steel.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where are
1: my glasses? Mm. So yeah, but I like that nice. idea. I definitely think they should get away from, from the crystalline. Krypton thing because Superman and Lois has t- totally embraced that, that whole aesthetic too. It's basically, sure. they basically yeah. are doing an extension of, of the Donner Superman in that show, yeah. which is fine, but it's time to, I think it's time to, to do something new. So I, man, I, I just, in the
0: comics somewhere in the two thousands where they decided that we're, we're done with the Arctic quarters of solitude. Now he's got one that pops up out of, was it the Atlantic ocean? He had, he had one that was underwater. Or he had one in like uh the Mexican jungles or South American jungles. And and I was like, and you know, he still had his Kryptonian robots there watching over the place. And I was just like going, ah, this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then they said, Oh no, the Arctic one's still there. Now he has two. And now the comics are like just ignoring the other one. They're like, No, he's just back to the Arctic. <laughs> he's just it's like, come on, man, just don't fuck with it too much. Just let him be.
1: Yeah. And, and Superman and Lois, they have, I don't know, have you ever, you ever gotten into watching it? But the, the main, uh,
0: about five the main, episodes. I mean, it's not that I, I didn't hate it. I just, yeah. I don't know. We want, the, the CW teen drama stuff wasn't working for me so much.
1: I know, yeah. The The, the main antagonist in the first few seasons is Superman's uh, long lost brother, half brother.
0: Oh, good. I think they
1: just made up for the show, named Toro. Sure. Yeah. And he's he's got, he's, he's, turns out he's been on Earth the whole time in hiding. And he's got his own Fortress of Solitude, which is in the desert. It's made out of sand instead of ice. So <sighs> it's, it's, it's too much. <laughs> brothers. It's brothers, way too am much. Am I right?
0: It's just like me and Robin. Like, I've got my Fortress of Solitude in <laughs> Portland. Robin's got his Fortress of Solitude in Rhode Island. And uh, we're op- diametrically opposed. And you guys don't want us clashing. No. Um, that's just dumb. But no. I... Comics do dumb shit all the time too, so I can't just say, "Hey, TV, get mm-hmm. it right." Yeah, I'm gonna shake my little fist at you.
1: The, the they did a lot of things that were cool in that show, and the, the one of them, which we've already kind of alluded to unintentionally, was uh, I think it's in the first episode, and he only wears the suit briefly, but he's he, for one scene, he actually has oh, the Fleischer. No, that was the first episode I saw that. Yeah, yeah, the Fleischer Superman. He goes, "Oh, my mom made it for me." It was it looked I mean, so good. I was like, "No, just keep that suit."
0: <laughs> actually, did look really good. It was yeah. very surprising, but also, I mean, it was very intentional in that episode. Oh, yeah. where they're like going, "We want to give you what you guys haven't gotten from Snyder." And while yeah. that guy, Taylor Hawk, how do you say his Ta- name?
1: Hecklin, I think. Tyler Hecklin.
0: Tyler oh. Hecklin. He's he's good. He's not yeah. exactly what I picture. Obviously. No. Um, he's got a skinny neck <laughs> I'm very yeah, he, doesn't,
1: he doesn't quite look the part but he plays the part very well
0: but that's the thing is that right there in that one encapsulate and I remember after the episode aired because I watched it and then everyone made it a meme they're like that's what we wanted this whole time there's a kid who's excited to see him and Superman is he saves the day but still has time just to walk over and chat with the kid mm-hmm. love that and mm-hmm. he's just like, he's totally just related. He's like going, that's a really cool suit. He's like, thanks. My mom made it for me. And you're just like going the wholesomeness. I want to yeah. hug it. Yeah. I want to
1: hug that wholesomeness. Yeah. This, by <laughs> the way, we were talking about. Again,
0: when I say that on public transportation, I get weird looks, but uh, <laughs> you get what I'm after. When I say, I want to hug that wholesome.
1: Oh, yes. Hey, There's another time. i got to
0: stop saying it to strangers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Uh <laughs> uh shit, now I've lost my train of thought. Uh we were talking about
0: Tyler Hockner and uh the purity of Superman and and uh oh, getting oh. memes and uh uh the Fleischer suit and um Damn it. I don't know, Superman Lois. I had it on the tip of
1: my tongue. Shit, okay. it's all
0: right. Never mind. we're both very old. You've been drinking too much, lean back again. Lean huh? back again. You've been oh, drinking too much 12. copper number 12 <laughs> Irish
1: whiskey. This was given to me. This, this is one of these freebies I get at shows. Hey,
0: and this is, I'm almost kind of serious, kind of not. But I, I, I also know that you are not a crazy imbiber. But being in an Irish band, and I know an Irish rock band, I know this is um, a cliché. But it is is it just really drunk fans and and uh, your band is totally schnockered all the time? It's it's
1: no, our band does not our, our lead singer Patrick does not drink. So we've always been we've never been a drunk band. Do I'm I just saying I've listened to a minute? lot of the posts yeah, so drink. and I I just know what you guys are up to, oh, okay? Whew, no. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because Pat Patrick is from Ireland, but he he doesn't drink. And so that's always been kind of this That's psychotomy. kind of funny. You know, yeah. yeah. So, but that, that has managed. That's one of the things. I'm even,
0: sure there are people completely non-Irish people, but like, going, let me buy you whiskey, man. I mean, because that's what you guys like, right? Uh, and right. Like, no, thank you. An RC cola would be fine. Do yeah, you happen to have I, a Royal Crown?
1: I, I will say I did not drink whiskey. Or the taste
0: that the millions love.
1: ching. I I did not drink whiskey before I joined this band. And now I do. <laughs> I'll just say that. Do uh, I drink it every day? No. I This I don't even will know surprise if I you this.
0: knowing knowing that I am a teetotaler, but uh at one show that we did not Zeus's pedals not uh Capper-esque here in Portland, but in San Francisco when we were what fresh hell? Yes, different band makeup, but it was Scott, Patrick, me, so you know those guys, but also our friend David, and we had rotating mm-hmm. other people. Um mm-hmm. Uh, so we were about to do a show in San Francisco and I was like, ah, man, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I'm, ah, my energy's down. And, and Scott was like going, you should do a shot of whiskey. It'll help your, uh, it'll help your, your vocal cords. And I was like, I've never heard that. And he goes, no, no, it strips them. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're clear and ready. Cause I was feeling a little underweather and, and then Scott goes, besides I will buy it. And I just want to see you do it. And I was like, all right.
1: So oh he bought me a
0: shot of whiskey. I mean, I've tasted whiskey before, but I mean, they're like, oh, my God, are you going to do it? So it was a big thing. Me, the the non-drinker. So before we went on, I was like, all right, to your health. And I was like, oh! <laughs> I was like Ah it's like, "God, it's awful. I will yeah. say because my tolerance is absolutely zero because I don't drink that that i did feel very loose that performance uh i did feel a little something from one shot but um i don't know if i sounded better but i did actually because i'm always an anxious singer because i'm listening to myself while i'm singing going correct correct that is wrong get on the note all that kind of stuff is in my head i didn't care we did that set i was just like belting it and like going i think i'm doing good
1: it does have that that power yeah and because I don't because I, I don't drink whiskey that often, I will sometimes like if I have a minute, I'll go to the bar so I give me a shot of Jameson. <laughs> yeah, go, there you go. I'll just don't not be get ashamed
0: bad. of your alcoholism, man. We're we're uh, here with yeah, you.
1: We're here with it, you. It is it is really useful for shaking the nerves off. But I don't sure. know about vocal cords thing. That That's what
0: like a, Scott said.
1: But yes, you know, yeah, Brendan, It'll make your singing voice. <laughs> really also, good. it'll make your
0: penis grow an extra two inches. <laughs> Well, I'll have that shot of whiskey. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, but anyway, sorry to derail us off Superman, but um, I wanted to ask you about stereotypes of Irish bands. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. I'm, here to Anytime. I'm a representative. <laughs> so. Um So, yeah. Um, good luck editing this episode, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> we were all over the map on this one. But yeah, we did talk right. about what we said we were going to talk about. Last yeah. of Us video games and we still got around to james gunn
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we talked about good stuff
1: yeah we did we did
0: and and i think as focused as we ever are (laughs) if anyone's listening to us at all they're not surprised when i looked at your last the last episode and again congrats on how well you set this up the fact that you're giving time codes of our different topics i was like that's nuts
1: Oh, I've learned how to do that. Yeah, I do that. I, it's a streamlined process now. So I'll, as I'm editing it, I'll go. Dink. Okay, here's where we start talking about this. You can add markers to it as you're doing it, and then I figured out a way to export those. And there's somebody online who very. I got. A, I don't know his name. I should thank him. He he created this on, this uh, web app where you paste in the exported bookmarks, and it spits them out in a format you can paste into YouTube, and oh, which automatically. Cool. It's so it's. I'm able to do it really quickly.
0: It's very impressive. But uh, again, I was sitting there going, that's a terrible job. That's you literally going Popeye, Harry Nilsson, <laughs> uh, night sweats. Uh, <laughs> like, cause just going off on weird topics like uh, uh, Brendan talked about his sink that broke. This Actually, my sink did break earlier today, just so you know. Oh, no. My socks are still damp. Oh, shit. Uh, it's all right. Apartment maintenance came and took care of it. Um, just wanted you to know my sink broke. So yeah, so now you have to include that in the topics. <laughs> right? right at the hands, main- like Brendan sink broke.
1: Yeah. Put, oh I'll no, they, they fixed it. Money.
0: It was it was literally like a seal in the in the S curve or whatever. And I'm not handy. I mean uh, it just I see water coming out of the when I'm washing dishes going, the fuck? Call the maintenance guy, comes up and he fixed it. We live in a great world, Chad.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and on that note bye yeah. uh we've talked a long time i think yeah, our lovely. listeners got some thing out of it
1: yeah i think you and i both ate before this show this is uh you were usually like okay I yeah that's
0: true uh <laughs> i i actually did have lunch earlier because i was like i always end this by going i'm really hungry i was yeah. like you know what that's not a good look for you brendan Maybe it'd be good for you to end a podcast without you going and now i'm gonna eat <laughs>
1: I already. Uh, ate. Well, I guess we can wrap it up here. and Maybe I'll probably remember what I was going to say about Superman. Yeah,
0: this is going to drive you crazy. I'm editing the show, something about yeah. Superman and Lois. And you're like, that was what I was going to say. Fortress Damn of it. Solitude. Fuck Superman's brother. Damn
1: um it. Yeah, now it's still not coming.
0: Helsivel.
1: <laughs> the yeah. S stance
0: for hope. Anyway, let me know That's when right. you figure it out, and I'll pretend like I I didn't know. We'll yeah, and, just. We can edit it in. I'll wear the same thing. Okay. And then we'll just go like going, oh, and I just happen to think of, oh, it's three days later.
1: (laughs) And I hope next week we can actually talk about whatever James is going to announce. because We're very excited. We're very
0: excited. And in the meantime, I'm just looking at trailers for Quantumania and saying can't come soon
1: enough. I know. When is that coming out?
0: That is, I think it's like uh, Valentine's Day. I think it's like February 14th or something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have a Tesla City story show on the 10th, and what I love about the movie dropping after is like, oh, the pressure of the show will be gone, and I'm going to be sitting there going, ah, the show's done, and now just me. waiting on Ant-Man.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Waiting on Ant-Man is also the name of my one-man show that uh will be opening here in the Black Box Theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll do a lot of this acting. Yeah, right. I just don't know if he's gonna get here. <laughs> I don't know how tall he's gonna be. <laughs> he talks to ants. <laughs> it's not gonna be a good show, but uh I'm very proud of the work <laughs> I put into it. All right man, I'll All talk right. to you later. Be well. Uh, Stop drinking that whiskey. All right, bye. Uh, okay. <laughs>